Time for another week of videos. Today we are starting with Everyday Heroes and a little thing about OCD. Spoiler alert, I have OCD. Let's talk about it. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob, host of Ultra Universe Live and Ultra Universe Everyday Heroes, the series that covers those topics that are a little more uncomfortable to talk about, but are very important to do because they usually affect more than we uh, know. Today, we are lucky enough to get one of our awesome guests back on. From the other side of the country here, we have the awesome Andy from Geek Salad. Very happy to have you back again, sir. Glad yeah. that you're on you your doing? busy Sorry, schedule for a little bit. By something. <laughs> I know, right? You ask and sometimes you receive. So there you go. Um, all right. So today, this is one long in the running because I deal with this daily. Um, we're going to talk about OCD, but we'll make it kind of, uh, you know, quick and easy. Obviously, we're not going to get too complicated here. Um, but OCD, otherwise known as obsessive compulsive disorder, actually affects billions of people um, pretty much daily. Um it's non-diagnosable. It's something that kind of just happens. But those who have it, you know you have it. And I say that, you know, politely and truthfully, because, you know, for somebody who has it myself, I'm going to, you know, check in with our guest, see if he knows anybody who does. But for those who have it, it is a thing. Um, you know, obviously, we've talked about my generalized anxiety disorder, my depression, my OCD is what rounds out the top three of the things that I do on a daily basis. Um, so before we kind of get into it, I like to obviously give some research facts. So this one comes from comsage.com and it's kind of 10 general facts about OCD. Granted, most of these are kind of obvious, but you know, they're still important. So the first one they have, obsessions and compulsions are different things. One of the common misconceptions about OCD is that obsessions and compulsions are the same but this is not true. These are two distinct parts of the disorder. Obsessions are recurring intrusive thoughts while compulsions are repetitive behaviors. Now, luckily for me, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat this, but I get to have both. Um, more for me, I do have a lot of the intrusive thoughts and that just comes whether it's from things I've seen or read or things that I believe um, but also the compulsions. Um, I will give you a very good example, uh, washing of the hands. Uh, if, you've, if you could see my hands up close, um, I repeatedly do it because one of my OCDs is, is cleanliness and you know not wanting to be dirty. And a lot of people go, well, nobody wants to be dirty. Well, this kind of goes a little beyond the, I just don't want to be dirty. This goes on to the, if I don't scrub multiple times, I'm going to eat something and inadvertently put something in my mouth that might cause harm or damage. Um, obviously things, you know, things happen, you know, they always say when you're a child, you end up eating dirt and stuff like that. So maybe that's a way to build the immune system. I don't know. Uh, apparently my mom told me I was eating dog food. Apparently <laughs> I thought that was tasty. I, I really don't know. Um, but really the doing and the thinking are two separate things. So I don't know if we want to kind of go down each one, do them all or how, you know, there's a lot here. So I think, you know, maybe we'll just kind of give a quickie personal opinion of what we think. So obviously I've spoke my piece. I know it very well. Um, do you 
you you personally somebody you know anybody that has this type of ordeal going on um not that i honestly it's not nothing that i can think of i mean for myself it primarily is just making sure whenever i get up i have to make sure that i have my wallet and you know i have to have my wallet in my front pocket so i'm like i do like the the brush down but that's I don't, I wouldn't say that's like an obsessive compulsive behavior. It's just a thing that I Probably. do because I'm yeah. all about being prepared. <laughs> Which is good. And actually it's, it's, you know, it's good. You said that because, you know, preparedness is kind of a offset of this and in a way being OCD or being, you know, compulsed, um, gives you a little more safety because you are, you know, more or less prepared. So it is actually interesting that you brought that up and you used that word preparedness because it actually inadvertently, if there's anything coming out of it, it really does kind of get you prepared for what is going to happen for the day. So the fact that, you know, like you said, you have to have it on you, you need to make sure it's there. That may not be general OCD, but it's definitely, it's, it's similar-ish to the obsessive part, but it's not the actual I guess disorder, if that makes any sense. Um, okay. Number number two here, people who have it know they have it. Now, this obviously sounds like a very kind of, you know, circular statement here. It's obvious if you have a problem, you know you have the problem. But when it comes to OCD, and, and actually this kind of goes right to what you're saying, a lot of people will think that what they're doing might be compulsed or, or obsessed. You will know the difference between when you have these attacks and these moments versus, like you said, being prepared for the beginning of your day or the end of mm. your day or the middle of your day. Um, it's hard to explain, but if you see me, like if I were to video my, my, my habits, you would tell very quickly that what I'm doing is definitely more necessary than people should be doing. And I have the scars for it too. I've, I've gone to a point where sometimes my skin will, will cut because I use very hot water because I Ooh. think that, because I think that hot water is the only thing that's going to do it. Now, common sense tells you cold water will kill bad stuff too, because you're using soap and soap is what's actually killing. Right. But for me, hot water is what I have to do. And you know, it hurts like hell. But it's very hard to stop because I've been doing it for, you know, whoever knows. Number three, OCD can affect anybody. Again, people are like, come on, these are obvious statements. But they're really not that obvious because not a lot of people realize what people are doing is OCD. Some people just think, oh, they're just doing this repeatedly. Why? And that's kind of where some of the stigma comes in because I, for the life of me, I mean, this is the first time on live television here. I'm admitting to having it because having OCD is not really something you want to admit to people, right? OCD is not a fun experience for anybody. And when somebody says, oh, you're just doing that over and over, you know, it's a repetition. Yes, it is repetition. But unfortunately, it's a repetition. I can't stop because it's ingrained in my in my mind. Um, you know, I. And this might, I don't know, I mean, because I know you teach and stuff like that. Have you noticed any, you know, being in the teacher position, do you notice anything like that in other people? Or is it really hard to um, dissect because you don't know these people, you know, on a personal level necessarily? It, I, exactly. Exactly. A lot of, I mean, mostly what I do is virtual. 
trending now, and so right. it's a little more difficult to see exactly who's who's doing what. Um, because it's right. virtual, I can't really see anybody. They can see me. Um, so they might think that sometimes when I move around, a lot of why I move around a lot is more for engagement purposes than just because, you know, it's Twitch or, or anything, but, um, yeah, I can't, <laughs> again, no, I was like, just curious. Cause I know yeah. in that position, cause you know, plenty of teachers I've had have always misdiagnosed, you know, a lot of us with AD because I also have ADD as well. So I move around, I do a lot of stuff. And they just assumed it was us just being, you know, rude or just being lazy because we were we were busy not being able to focus. So a lot of teachers I had, they just thought we were being, you know, crummy students because they right. were like, oh, you're just you just don't want to do the work. So I was just kind of curious from a, a teaching perspective, if any of that has crossed your mind or, if, you know, if you've, you know, if you've noticed. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, you're doing it virtually, so it's kind of hard to actually physically tell. Um, but you know, I, I should, I should see if you ever go into the classroom, see, look at that perspective, see if that ever happens. Um, all right. Number four here, uh, I said this earlier, OCD cannot be physically diagnosed. So this has to be diagnosed obviously via a licensed therapist or, or psychologist, psychiatrist. There's no blood test you take. There's no x-rays you can do. This is not a thing that is tangibly physical. This is a, just like anxiety mm -hmm. and depression. This is a, a mental diagnosis. And I, I, the, these words, they, we really got to like change some of these words. Some of these words sound so like harmful and critical, you know, clinical, but OCD cannot be, you know, physically diagnosed, which like my ADD for a long time, we had no idea what was going on because there was nobody until I started, started seeing my therapist for the first time. We had nobody to be like, oh, boom, that's what's going on. Do you think, and again, we'll go back to being in the teacher position. Do we think that in certain circumstances, this should be kind of on the curriculum for the teachers and for the officials to learn how to comprehend. And I'm saying comprehend because deal with just sounds wrong, but should it be under the officials to comprehend how to learn what a mental diagnosis is versus what is just somebody who's being flat out, you know, lazy and doesn't want to do anything? Yeah, I, I, I think that that is definitely something there are there are telltale signs that show up one way or another. Um, right. In a lot of cases, I know with, in terms of public education, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a trainer, I'm a corporate trainer. There, it, right, right. There's very little that I have to deal with when, when coming to that, you're either there, or you're not. Um, but in terms of like public education, I know that there is a big, you know, we, we, we look to getting as much information from the parents as possible. So if my, kids are experiencing something it's it's well documented so their teachers are aware of it i right i think awareness helps more than anything else because it what that wasn't there when i was growing up um so to have right, that, you know a removal of 30 plus years really helps with that no no and you're right because it wasn't there before nobody right. thought about doing it now so you know the fact that it is undiagnosable physically the problem is, and you, you hit it pretty well, we need to kind of teach people to, to learn and not just assume that they have something. But, you know, if you are a teacher, if you are an official, let's say, you know, a police officer, if you are a, a social worker, think, and again, some of these things you probably already have to learn anyway for these jobs, but I think not everybody's doing it. So I think if you're right. in a position where you are dealing with other people, part of your teaching should be, hey, you might come across somebody who might be doing something that is 
new to you or different. Instead of just assuming the worst, let's teach you some things about how these people may be suffering without you knowing. And one of the articles I keep on reading, actually, is how a lot of cities are dispatching a mental health provider with a police officer just in the case where if they come across a situation where the officer doesn't know what he's doing or she's doing, the mental health professional can say, hey, let me step in here and do my job because they are trained to deal with, and again, I hate saying deal, to comprehend the situation at hand, right? So it's a lot of work and I get it. Not everybody's going to want to do this, but unfortunately, because this is such a big deal, I mean, it's always been a big deal, but because it's now coming to the forefront, finally, we really need to buckle down people and like teach what needs to be taught. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I and especially in, in instances like you just mentioned, Rob, that is a huge, that is a huge piece of that, that we need more um, professional you know, we need more mental professionals right. in the law enforcement field. So because not everything is a great situation when you introduce a gun into it. So um, having that is uh, is key. Um, I think it, it kind of is misunderstood as to why it's there. But that's I, right. you, you bring up a really good point. So we actually got, let's see, it's a great yeah. understand the signs and know what to look for in different capacities. There you go. Perfectly said. Thank you for that comment. Um, all right. So next up, number five, OCD can manifest in many, many different ways. Like I just said, one of mine is obviously the cleanliness one. I have mm. to sometimes count. If I hear a word, I have to kind of like re-trigger the word to something else or else if I move, I feel like something's going to happen. Um I have to sometimes touch things a couple of times just to kind of feel comfortable doing it. It's very, again, it's very hard to understand why. I mean, to this day, I don't know really what triggers. And, you know, they do say, and it might be one of the facts later, but they do say that it could be familial. It could be genetic. You never know. I know for a fact that some of my things I have, my parents do as well. So that's kind of a, a, a puzzle piece right there. But really, the you know, I do these things and luckily I always praise my wife. Luckily she is super cool and understanding and really, you know, doesn't ask questions. She knows what's going on and I tell her what's going on. But for the life of me, I can't explain to her why, because really <laughs> there is no reason why, right? There is no right. actual answer to this. So OCD can be many things and it could start out as something small and it could lead to bigger or it could just be boom, right from the start you know, without fail. Um, number six, OCD cannot be controlled without help. So this is kind of where you get into the fuzzy line here. Um, some people say it's got to be medication. Uh, for me, I do, you know, I do therapy. We're going to, you know, we, we, there's so many things I do in therapy that it's hard to pinpoint one individual. But for me personally, therapies, uh, you know, with, with uh, talking about it, with kind of some of it is called exposure therapy, where you kind of have to like, uh, Whatchamacall, you gotta have to do it to kind of get get it through your mind, whatever. Um, but you really you can't deal with it, unfortunately, without actually getting some help for it. Um, some people say that you know, depression, anxiety, you might be able to handle by yourself if you're lucky. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that one, but OCD is definitely one of those things where you need some sort of support system, some sort of tactic to do it, because unfortunately. Like I said, some of the OCDs that happen, 
can cause physical pain to you. And obviously you don't want to do that to yourself, right? You don't want to give yourself physical pain. So obviously OCD is something that needs to be, um, I don't know, real in, I guess. I, it's a horrible way to say it, but it, OCD is something that needs to be kind of like controlled, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, number seven goes right into this, the treatments. Again, what I said, exposure therapy, cognitive behavioral, CBT. That's what I do great. I don't know if you ever heard of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Okay, familiar so with basically it. for those out there who haven't, it. CBT basically puts you into the seat of figuring out what the heck is going on. It makes you think. It does get very uncomfortable because, the, you know, your therapist will make you pinpoint things that you don't want to think about. But what I love about it is that it really gets down to the, the nuts and bolts of what um, the, the, the problem might be. Now, again, like I said, you know, doing, being that my generalized anxiety takes over most of my life, most of the time I talk to her about that because that's a big, obviously, paralyzing issue. But definitely we have gone over some things. And some of the things she said are some, you know, sometimes exposure. Sometimes, for instance, my cleanliness, some people say, go out in nature, go take a hike, go touch, go feel, kind of get your body to know that if you go touch a tree, you're okay. It's not going to be okay. Now, granted, don't go touching stuff like poison ivy. But, you know, if you go out and touch a tree, you're going to be okay, right? You're not going to have have a problem. So treatments are available. I personally, I think the therapies, I'm not one for medication because I've done that and I've had kind of bad experience. So yep. before your next one, I know, cause I know you said you've talked about different things in your household. Have you ever had to discuss for any particular reason, a treatment for something that you think might be a bigger problem? Um, and again, if it's too personal, you might get into it, but just, you know, we haven't, I mean, in my family, fortunately, we've, we haven't really had much in the way of, um, you know, having to deal with it like chemically. Right. Uh, I, I've, I, I've done that in the past. I have a negative, just physically negative adverse reaction to it. So I don't right. do that. Uh, I've done that too. Mainly yeah. through, you know, uh, person to person therapy more than anything else. Um, and I find that I'm, I'm better, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make me as physically ill, which is good. Right. No. And that's true. I mean, I too, I've had some bad reactions to it. One of my pills, you know, stopped me from eating sometimes because that was one of yep. the side effects. And I was like, nope, that's not going to work. I can't do that anymore. Um, all right. Number eight, OCD can be co-occurring. And this is this, this one sums me up perfectly here because some of the things that can uh, connect to it are depression, panic disorders, phobias, mood disorders, impulse control, ADHD, and also for some people addiction as well. So right. considering that I have anxiety, depression, OCD, major phobias, and you know, and ADD as well or ADHD, it's very. It, I wouldn't say comforting that it's there, but it's good to know that it's all part of one giant circle of friends, basically. And I say right. that kind of facetiously, but I really say that seriously. It's good to know that it's all stemming from the same thing. Unfortunately, what that stem is, is still the problem at hand. Um, but for anybody who is sitting there and going, oh my God, I have you know depression and all of a sudden I have this you know, the compulsion, don't be too alarmed because if you have a different 
sort of set of issues or, or difficulties, it's very highly likely you could have that too. So, you know, it, it's, I, I'm saying it in a way to make it lighten, you know, to, I, I don't want to get too deep on any of this stuff because obviously neither of us here are physicians. We're not clinically trained. We can't prescribe. But I do want to get the point across that anybody and anyone who wants to learn about it, you can talk to your primary, you can talk to a yep. therapist. You can, I wouldn't recommend Google, but you can you can talk oh, to God. don't don't do that, please. But you can talk to people in the in the in the um, business and they can give you some more info. But just know that you ha- that having it, it's not it's not the end of the world, guys. I mean, I am 36, I've dealt with it this far, and every day it gets a teeny bit better. And honestly, if I can give you one positive thing for the day, then boom, you know, I've got it. Our, our guest just said, or uh, uh, one of our viewers just said, don't Google exclamation yeah. mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Um, all right. Number nine here, too much stress can also worsen uh, OCD. Again, just like stress can affect your mood, your physical health, your depression, your depression, anxiety. Obviously, stress can worsen OCD. Now, why is it worse in this case? Because OCD is already telling your body that you are not okay. Stress is just making it that much worse of the scenario. And this uh, type of deal, and I do meditation every day now, relaxation techniques are the best. So even just something as simple as lying down for a few minutes, put on some headphones, listen to your favorite song, uh, watch a TV show, put yourself in a position that will allow you to just kind of like float away for a minute and not be so pressured to do. And I'm sure, you know, you, you have a busy schedule. Your wife's got a busy schedule. I'm sure at some point in your guys's day, you probably try to do at least, you know, take five minutes to just kind of like do nothing, right? Because you have to kind of like give yourself a break, basically. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, I think it's as easy as that. It's it's if you give yourself five or ten minutes of just doing nothing, you probably are going to make yourself feel better, even if it's just a smidge, right? And then lastly on the list here, people with OCD, like anything else, can live a fulfilling life. And that's the one thing I really want to nail home right now. We talk about all these things on the show and all the things and how bad it is. Having this kind of stuff. And this is just personal experience, but I've also talked to other people who have have stuff as well. You can do what you want to do. You you can have a job, you can have a relationship, you can have a home, you can have a, you can have pets, you can you can have a car. You can do whatever you want to do. You can live the life you want to live. I know what my um, when I have to stop. I know when I can't do something. My limitations. I couldn't think right. of words. Right. I know my limitations. So I will tell people straight out, hey, this is not happening right now. Do whatever you got to do. I'm going to sit this one out because I can't do this. And because of that, I can live an even better life because I'm not putting myself in undue stressful situations. But just because you have something, and I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll have you uh, ring it in a second, just because you have something does not mean you are, you know, you're bad, you're horrible, you're different. You can do what everybody else can do. You might have to do it differently, which is fine. I do everything differently. Everything I do, if you were to look at what I do, you'd be like, what, you know, how, how does like, I do things the way I do them and I get the same result as somebody else would with a different scenario or a different uh, way of going about it. 
But just know that if you're doing, if you're dealing with it and you have it, obviously first things first is, you know, ask for help, get the help you need, but know that you, you can do whatever you want to do because you know what you are able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pass it over. I know I talked for a little while. So anything that I've just talked about, what do you, you know, let's, let's get your input for a bit. You know, it's just, I think with, when it comes to things like OCD, it's just, it's primarily, it's just an acceptance. Um, And that's so much for yourself. You got to understand that, you know, you are you and you're going to do these things, but people around you have to be able to accept that as well and not look at it as being um, an inconvenience or a a defect of sorts. So I, it's really all the only advice I can give is not so much for the person uh, who is experiencing the OCD, but for the people who are around them that, you know, you're there, you, you need to be there to, to, to just have their back. No, that's really important. I don't know if you caught my show the other day, but we talked about communication with mental health with mm-hmm. my other guest, And we talked about really, and really the most important part of that talk was, yeah, the people who have, who struggle, obviously you, you need to know what you want to do, but the more important part is your loved ones and your peers they need to sit back, stop talking, and start understanding and listening. Because if they aren't going to sit and listen to you, then they might not have the best interest, really. You know, your, your loved ones, your caregivers, your, your peers, your friends, they need to sit back and go, oh, maybe I don't have the answers. Let me right. let you explain. And once you explain, I will ask some questions. <laughs> so that way I know that I understand. You know what I mean? And it, Of course, it's, yeah. It's moral and it's polite, but unfortunately, we live in the world where you think that you can do everything, and that's your right. That's your right to do so. And it's great that you want to be somebody. Hey, I do the superhero syndrome thing. I suffer from that all the time. But there are times where I sit back and I go, "Okay, I might not have the power to do this right now. Like, I maybe I don't have the right answer, and I have to succumb to the knowing that I can't do anything other than just say, here's a hug.'" Or, right. you know, I'm here for, you know what I mean? And that's, and with OCD, that's the hardest thing to do because people, it's invisible, like anxiety, like depression, it's invisible. You can't see it. And unless you are inside that person's body, you can't feel it. Right. And I will sit and sometimes cry and go, oh my God, why am I doing this to myself? Because I just don't know what to do about it sometimes. Like it's so hard to break a habit like that because it's not a habit that you learn it's a habit that just kind of like became, you know, and I laugh, but it's really not a funny laugh. It's like, you know, like you laugh because you don't want to cry. Right. You know, it's like, what, right. are those, like, oh, what yeah. do you do? So I'll, I'll let you give the last word right here and kind of we'll wrap up really quick. I mean, it's, it's not I, I, like, like I said, it's more about the understanding, understanding within yourself that it's nothing, there's nothing broken. It's just a thing that your mind right. does. And on the on the opposite end of that, the, the people that that is your are your support system just have to understand, you know, this is this is you. <laughs> no, I mean, you said, you said it well. I mean, yeah, I, I hate the word broken. I never use that anymore. That's like a four letter word now. Um, and yeah, you're right. You the most important thing to do is to know that you are you and that's perfectly fine. Whatever you mm-hmm. do, granted, it's legal. Obviously, we're not condoning illegal activity. But as long as you're a good person and you're doing you, you have nothing to be ashamed about. And that's something I've learned recently that I'm like, you know, and that's why I'm doing the show, right? Like, that's why I'm doing this, because I can now speak to the world and say, hey, 
I've got some, I've got some things to deal with and I'm not ashamed anymore. Like, yeah, it makes me feel differently. It makes me act differently, but I can still do a job. I'm running a podcast by myself. I'm not by myself, but you know, I'm running, I'm running the shows. Um, I, you know, I take care of the home. I take care of my, my wife, take care of the pets. Like I can do things and I'm amazed at what I can do because it just, I can do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that was great. I think we're going to wrap up here. As always, appreciate when we get you on. Yes, we're thank so happy you. to have you. Yeah. Um, if you haven't yet, go over, subscribe to the Geek Salad podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to us on YouTube uh, and Twitter as well. We'll be back tomorrow with another video. We got some fun stuff coming up. And um, I guess until next time, guys, stay happy, stay healthy, stay nerdy, and may the force be with you all. Bye, thank everybody. You.